both Pete and I are very excited to be sharing the results today. So if you, um, Eva, would you mind just moving to the um, next slide for us? So um, today we're gonna to be talking about the global payroll survey results. So Pete and I will be sharing our insight to what we're seeing. Um, and we'll also be sharing the results from the survey from the indiv every individual that provided us some feedback. So thank you. And then we're gonna talk about um, looking at the global payroll models, what, what's going to be um, able to be used now in your organization and move forward. And then um, the next item that we'll be sharing some insight is the technology. So what's going on with the technology in the global payroll space? What is our future look like? And then we're going to actually then open it up for questions. So both Pete and I would love for you to um, ask us some questions. So please feel free to put your questions in on the question panel and Aoife will be um, kind enough to um, ask the questions when we get to the question period. So Aoife, I think you can um, move to the next slide. So Pete, do you want to take this first question and then um, you can pro provide your insight and what you thought when um, we got the survey results and then I, I'll share my feedback too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously you're, you're seeing here that 65% of firms, uh, you know, said they need or want uh, to manage payroll on a single platform. And I would say, yeah, that, that's an absolutely uh, not a big surprise there. It it's really is what we would consider a, a core or key element to the next gen payroll uh, solution that we talk about uh, in our research, um, you know, really that central, that single centralized database that gives you the single view and, and harmonized view for your payrolls globally. Um, you know, what we're seeing vendors uh, do and, and produce and invest in uh, are really to bring online a very dynamic cloud-based uh, payroll control centers, if you will, dashboards that enable uh, a very real-time, globally harmonized, you know, data set and viewpoint user experience, if you will, uh, for the payroll operations. You know, and as a result of that, what's, what's happening is, is that your buyer community, right, the users and practitioners are now able to consolidate, you know, really, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm, I've had a lot of conversations with buyers over the last several years, uh, really talking about replacing 10, 20, even 40 plus vendors, uh, which is crazy to think that, that that's kind of the old way of of having a, a different provider in every region or every country. Um, and they're getting to this centralized uh, viewpoint, right? A very real-time um, single experience globally where they have a complete control center over, over their full operations of payroll. And it's very impactful, I think, uh, for the practitioners. You know, and while I, I would say that the cloud, cloud software is obviously the core of that, it's what's, it's what's fueling a lot of that, uh, or totally fueling that, but also creating a lot of agility for, for businesses um, it's certainly being enabled, uh, it's, it's enabling that user experience like I talked about, but what is such a critical piece to that um, are the bi-directional integrations or the APIs as we, as we like to talk about, um, which move the payroll data and, and bring all of those pieces and parts across not just payroll, but really your HR landscape um, and, and, and bring it towards that control center in a real-time fashion so that you can enable that, that constant view of what's going on in dashboard for payroll. So uh, yeah, I, I would say this is, a, I was surprised you didn't actually have a higher number here, but I, I would say it's absolutely critical to a modern, you know, getting to that modern future-proof payroll environment and operations eventually uh, that, that, that most firms, if not all, are really working towards. So yeah, a very critical piece, and I think it's the foundation, if you will, for, for what, is, what will be a transformed, very future-proof payroll, payroll model. Um, well, Pete, it was interesting to see the results for 65% um, were looking at a single platform. In the past, um, companies were looking at a single vendor, and we've gone through that transformation where the single vendor didn't quite meet all the needs depending on the country complexity that you have in your organization or compensation packages. And I think today we're seeing with some of the vendors that there has the ability just to get a platform to manage it, a technology platform, and then you can work with um, whoever is going to be supporting you in that particular payroll organization. And it may be you have you know, 20 different providers that you're working with, but because you're bringing them in, as you mentioned, through API um, transactions, the ability to bring in the HCM integrations that come in, and then bringing the different, um, using robotics and some of those functions that we have today, they all feed into a nice platform, a technology platform, where we're focusing on the exchange of data through technology, instead of that exchange through payslips or manual work. And then it 
What I look at it too is it's a single platform to have secure data privacy. So you actually know who's exchanging that information, when and how, and then going into the ability to know who's made that change because you have a good platform that's given you all the tools to be able to manage the function, which has not been available. You know, when I started my kind of career path in, in global payroll, it was very manual. And the single focus was just looking at somebody that could take the whole package. So we've gone over that transformation over the last 10 years. And, and now we're looking at how technology and the tools that we have out there can move us forward to, to where we are now, but then into 2022 and beyond. Yeah, that, that, that is a great point. And I, and I think what, what I should probably clarify, too, is, is just the flexibility of, of, of what these solutions awfully, uh, obviously uh, provide. I mean, certainly a best case scenario would be to get down to, to a few vendors, but, but you're absolutely right. And, and that doesn't always fit every organization. Um, and, and being able to have that sort of, uh, again, flexibility to plug and play the pieces that make the most sense for them in those regions. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You can't really do that if you don't have that good integration and a central point to bring it all together. So yeah, absolutely. The aggregator model does create uh, a tremendous amount of flexibility for organizations to be able to kind of customize, if you will, the environment that fits their compliance needs and their business needs. Um, but yeah, you, you really need that central platform to bring it all together. Um, so that the practitioners aren't sort of dealing with so many different different solutions and pieces and they can have that reliable data set uh, and, and centralized control points. So yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Well, and I like the the fact with a single platform, if you're the the global owner of, let's say you have 50 countries you're your, your organization's responsible for, you have one platform to get visibility of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And especially um, with this um, last, you know, 20 plus months with COVID, there were some regions and areas that were impacted more than others, but you could maybe possibly move uh, people from one uh, region to help another just based on having the platform and, and understanding what the process was. So it, it did give, a it does give a great piece, I think, for business continuity, which often sometimes it hasn't, we haven't thought a lot about it. I know we think about it in other systems, but in the payroll space, I think sometimes the, the thought was, we'll just pay the person the same amount as we paid the previous month and, and we'll <laughs> somehow figure it out. Um, but it sometimes doesn't work that way. So mm -hmm. it does give us some more flexibility. So Eve, yeah, I think absolutely. we're ready. I absolutely. think we're ready for the next question, but yeah, you're right. You're right, Pete, it does give, it does open us up in that space of where we are. Yeah. So. I'll start with I'll start with this one. It says forty percent of the um, people that actually looked at said automation would would be the most positive impact when they asked um, the list of items. When I looked at the the list of items, um, when we look at automation, I think some of them also um, to me automation is having reporting. So the the six point seven down there could have in, increased it more. And then, of course, um, with automation, it sometimes brings in the standardization. So, yes, I, I do definitely think that automation of the processes, using the digitization of processes, having the visibility of what's happening, and the exchange of the information using the technology from HCMs or pension systems or benefit systems, and then having the ability for that automation to bring the results back. So not only can the payroll professionals check and make sure that they are comfortable with what's happening in their organization, but you have insight to be able to share that with other groups in your organization. And I think it helps payroll to be viewed as a strategic partner. And yes. we definitely found out that we are essential to our organization and we need to continue to push that through to our organizations because we have so much information to share that really does help make a decision on what your organization's moving forward with. So yeah. Pete, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, agreed. And I love that 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 manual entry, you know, being replaced that is at the top. That that's really where payroll should be thinking, right? I mean, look, digital capabilities, you know, specifically things like RPA automation, uh, you know, uh, AI, ML, they're all having a, a profound impact and, and are going to drive some game-changing uh, results, you know, for what has traditionally been a very historically manual process. Um, you know, I would add to that too that you know when we're if we're talking digital mobile, right? Mobile access is also having a huge impact for the practitioner role, um, and really offloading that payroll impacting data maintenance to the user, and really empowering them to take more control over their data, their careers, and and letting payroll focus on the value added tasks and, and analysis that they that they need to be doing. 
um, you know, your AI and your ML uh, machine learning are, are really are really there to augment users, um, but also the practitioner as well. You know, getting them to the right answer every time, the, the, the first time and, and always, um, and, and letting them focus on, letting payroll return focus to those exceptions, you know, versus that sort of traditional ticking and tying uh, and, and allowing them more time to conduct analysis, um, you know, work on those project improvement initiatives that they need to and really support uh, the key projects and, and, and fundamentally return more value back to their business as a strategic advisor and partner. Um, and, and it really is, I think, a game changer for, uh, for the practitioner role and, and you're right, I love what you said in the beginning, it, it is going to elevate payroll to that next level, get them out of that, you know, like I said, just, just manual effort uh, and let them return uh, focus to more analytic, more, more, more value added processes and, and activities that are gonna, that are gonna help the business in the long run. So yeah, I, I think this is the type of stuff that um, is really gonna move payroll to the next level and take it away from its simple processor role um, and create more of a trusted advisor for the business that, 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 that they should have been always using in the past just given the data that payroll sits on um, and the criticality of the information that they uh, can bring to the table when it comes to compliance, when, when the business is making decisions about, you know, hey, where should we, we put new employees or where should we enter uh, a space or, or, you know, we've got this strategic initiative to, to acquire or merge. Um, and really, you know, now you're, you're seeing so much of the work from home becoming the norm. Um, the work from anywhere is really becoming a, 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 a competitive tool, if you will, for employers to compete for talent. And so that is making the complexity for payroll really to where compliance is, is, is and, and, and the changes, right? They're coming faster and faster from, from the entities globally. And that's complicated when you have, when you're, when you're managing 40 countries or you're managing whatever uh, number that your, your footprint is, um, having help to, to be focusing you on the things that you should be doing versus all that manual stuff that just the system can do, right? A, a, a digital solution can help you with uh, is really just going to transform the role. And I, I love the fact that payroll is becoming seen as more of a strategic partner and, and less of a just, a just a simple processor anymore. Yes, it's, it's been an area that definitely should have been recognized for the efforts, but I definitely think the automations there. And Pete, you talked about really about work anywhere situations where we're going to have, I think we have to face the reality that our employees are going to be all over the world. Um, we have a demand uh, for employees right now but how can we get that information? Because we all know that each tax agency wants a piece of that pie. And yeah. what is that gonna look like? I see, and with payroll professionals, I, I talk about we've, we've gone through this transition uh, of COVID and now we're, we're going into 2022 where there's, you know, we're gonna figure out where people are working and, and set up new programs to be agile. But I think, my view, and, and when I've talked to other payroll professionals, we're looking at 2023 to be our, our tax year or where the tax compliance and, and the agencies will all ask and we'll have some, some more reporting. So we need the automation and the tools. Yeah. I also think the automation uh, for the employee is important, like being able to, to see your, your pay on, on your phone. And the tools are there too, to even explain you know why why did you get more this pay period versus the previous pay period? You know, did you get a, your pay increase or you, you met a cap on one of the social taxes? So they don't even have to ask payroll or they don't even have to view it themselves. They yeah. can get the immediate answer. And really that's kind of key for them to be successful too, because we're, we're living in this automated world of we want the answer immediately. And how are we supporting that for our employees? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I would just add to that. You're absolutely right. I think what I love about um, th that mobile empowerment, if you will, that 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 is, or, or the mobile capability that's empowering employees, um, is really important in the employee experience too, right? Not only do this, does it give them the ability to manage their information, their data, and and, and to your point, the on-demand is critical, right? Everything in our personal lives is on-demand. The expectation is now in the workplace, and it should be not just exclusive to HR and talent. It should be also, you know, specifically for payroll. Um, and that that is very, very important in the employee experience because when you can put that power in the employee's hands and they can trust the reliable results, right, the accuracy, the timeliness, the compliance of their data, when you give them that, I think you're creating, you're you're just boosting the trust, right, and 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 you're really creating a greater transparency into payroll results, right, not just you're right, it does lift off work for payroll, uh, that day-to-day, mm -hmm. -day, again, back to them doing more value-added things. Um, but really, it, it makes employees much more confident in what the employer is doing with their money. Um, 
it creates more financial uh, wellness uh, health because they understand where their money is going and how it's how it's impacting their you know their their broader lives taxes and and, and other things um, but that that is so important today right i mean we we talk a lot about hr transformation and we talk a lot about talent management and we and we talk a lot about you know cloud hr and all these things that firms should be doing to be more competitive um, but I think it all really hinges on payroll, right? You can have all of those best things in place and all the best investments and you can have the best intentions, but if you don't get the payroll correct and there's not a trust for the data and there's not a reliability to what's coming out and a transparency, I mean, really transparency is the key here. Um, there's going to, that's going to be eroding to the trust and it's going to erode the employee experience. And ultimately you're going to, that, that all those other bets are going to fall apart. So you know, really giving employees the empowerment to own their information does absolutely help payroll, but it really does lend itself to a more, um, you know, enriching employee experience, a much more um, trusting, trusting experience. Uh, and at the end of the day, I think that's what is 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 so beautiful about payroll. It's finally getting the recognition as as a critical element in the employee experience, and really with a vehicle for bringing together all of those things that we talked about, you know, a little while ago about transformation and talent management and all that. Um, you know, just one other thing I would add here. You know, I would have liked to have seen consolidated multi-country reporting a little bit higher. I, I think that that firms need to really recognize that the power of the data that they have in payroll is largely been untapped historically, right? A lot of firms don't understand the information that they have. They probably don't trust it because it's not reliable. It's it's being cobbled together. Often, you know, when you have that that disparate, uh, uh, you know, systems and uh, and you have multiple vendors, it's hard to get all that together if you don't have a high quality uh, integration and, and, and a modern platform, a single system to control center that, right? A dashboard for all of that. And if you don't have that re reliable real time data, no one's really going to trust that. And so then, you know, you're you're really almost under utilizing a very rich, rich data set that can be very beneficial in those strategic in that strategic pivot for for payroll uh and i i think that's one area that i would love to see you know buyers and practitioners saying hey we need very reliable reporting and here's what it can return back to the business right it, it can be a very value-added tool uh and, and like i said i think payroll sits on very rich data that often just doesn't get doesn't get tapped and it's probably not altogether trusted because they can't access it because they lack the the, the, the environment to actually enable all of that so you know very uh, very important stuff right now all, all working together in harmony well that um pete i think that's a very important um item because often if you talk out in the payroll community they say they need to do reporting and sometimes we hear it takes them two or three days to, co to consolidate either different right. payroll reports or they're pulling it from four or five different systems and before you know it, when you ask the when a senior person asks the question, they're not going to wait three days. They expect no. it to be instantaneous. And yep. that is one of the keys that as we look at automation and the platform, as you're kind of planning, if you're going to go in to make a change in your global footprint and your model, do you have those capabilities today? So kind of doing that dashboard check of really where you are today in your space, what do you have and don't have? And a lot of times, like going to conferences, it gives you the ability to see what other products are out there, right? It's kind of doing your, your due diligence to see what's being offered and how do I kind of, what's my scorecard with my particular company? Can I provide the, the information that's needed? And I will say the reporting is key because as you mentioned earlier, um, Pete, about where you put employees, right? If you're gonna do an acquisition, you're mm -hmm. out doing an acquisition and the senior people don't know how much it costs to uh, for employer cost in France. They're going to have a big surprise once that acquisition closes up, and they 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 see that they're paying 40% or so in in employer costs that they did not have before. So looking at that as we move forward. Yeah, you know that that's a good point, and I, there, there's two things I would just add to that. You know, the on demand, right? The on demand expectation is there for your employees, and and it should be your leadership is going to have that exact on demand, you know, expectation, especially if they're getting it from HR and they can't get it from payroll. It, it just doesn't make sense, right? And so they need those, they need that data, and it needs to be reliable to make those business case decisions and 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 be able to drive that. And I think you know, there's there was a there's probably a, bit, a buzzword that came out of COVID that you hear a lot, right? After the pandemic, kind of. Kind of eased a little bit and things were 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 a reality and we, we realized we weren't going back to normal and that was the word agility and and that data creates a lot of agility and the on-demand reliability of real-time data that you can trust that you know is globally consolidated and shows you a viewpoint of your whole organization um, 
is so very vital, right? I mean, you can't create that agility without that data. And, and so that's something that I think that organizations need to look at. The, that's the value in this, right? Is the agility that it will ultimately provide the business um, is, is having reliable access to payroll data, which is, you know, we, we talk about data a lot as analysts, right? Being the new, the new oil, right? You see all of the major companies that are the top of the, the Dow or, or the, the most profitable, they're the data companies, right? Your Googles, your Facebook, your big tech, um, it's not your gas uh, firms anymore. And so there's a reason for that. And, there, and it's because there's power in that data. Um, and the same thing can be true for your, for, your, for your HR and your payroll organization and ultimately your business when those pieces and parts are in place, those modern technologies are in place to enable you with that data on, on demand, real time, reliable, uh, accurate, and, and a coming from a single source, right? That a trusted source, a, a single trusted source globally, where you can make a decision and go, yeah, I know I'm doing the right thing because the data tells me this or that. Um, and, and I can rely on it because it is flowing from all of my systems and I can see it globally and, and I can get it at, at a moment's notice, right? And even now you go back to this, um, to our conversation a, a, a little bit earlier about AI and, and machine learning, you know, augmented analytics are coming about, right, over on the HR side and it's spilling into payroll uh, where, 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 you know, executives and, and leaders and users and practitioners are able to use AI and ML to surface things that they might not be seeing uh, or may not have even seen previously to their data, uh, giving them those insights to say, look, are you, are you aware of this? And here's what you ought to really be doing about that. So that's the exciting stuff. And I think at the end of the day, the net net for the business is greater agility is, is what you're going to get out of that payroll data that you can trust and, and you can access when and where you need it. No, I, I'm going to agree with you. And it's going to give, it gives them the tools themselves to have the data to then per, to do, even if yep. it's simple as figuring out what the exchange rate is in XYZ or your future planning for one to two, three years, <laughs> what does that really look like? Yeah. And if you don't have, if you don't have the reporting to get that and don't have the automation that all the tools are pulled together, you're kind of, you're going to be behind, right? You're not going to be the front runner. And in the employee experience world, they want to work for the leading companies, right? They want to see somebody that has automation and looking at the experience. What does that look like? So it's going to be, it's important to attract talent, but it's also important for payroll to share what they have and continue to look at ways to help the business. Because I yeah. think at the end of the day, we're at, in payroll, we were hired to support the business. And how can we help other than just paying the employees is one piece of it, but how can we help the operations or the different teams with the information we have and the cost so that they can plan out what they need and Maybe it's as simple as getting overtime costs so they can make a decision. Do they hire, you know, two or three additional people in their organizations because the overtime really drives what that would look like? Yeah, no, that's a great point. 100% agree. So, Ifa, let's go on to the next question. Okay, perfect. Um, oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, so Pete, do you want to take this question? Yeah, yeah, you know, th this is interesting, and and this is something that you you know I think a lot of uh, uh, of you know maybe maybe folks looking at their solutions might be not necessarily really focusing as much as they need to, right? You know, look, the cloud and all of the great user experiences and mobile, all those things are fantastic, but what really brings all of that together, and and it's and it's so important for global payroll it is is around integration. Um, I wasn't surprised by this. Um, you know, we saw 40% of buyers in our research this year. Uh, we did our, our biggest uh, payroll study that we've done um, uh, historically. I think it was our 13th one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and 40% of buyers told us um, that they still have work to do when it comes to integrating their HR landscape with payroll or integrating their global payroll. Um, and, and about half of those said that they had plans to continue more integrations, you know, in the very near term. You know, you, we really need to be thinking about these dynamic integrations, these bi-directional uh, APIs as the arteries to payroll, right? It's a critical piece that really brings it all together. It, it pulls all this tech together and allows that single source of truth. It allows the, the free flow of data bi-directionally from your key systems, particularly your core HR, but more importantly, your time systems, your and, and your ancillary stuff that, that HR needs to operate. And it brings it all together really in real time. And that's where the on-demand can, can be, can be um, uh, brought about, right? Um, you know, without your modern integrations, you're going to have a degraded data flow. Manual effort is then going to be required to bring that stuff together, bring that, that reporting together for your leadership. Uh, it's going to make your compliance to some extent more manual uh, or maybe even fully. 
um, and it leaves the data potentially unreliable. It, it, it's not real time. And, and when you don't have a good quality integration, right, between payroll and core HR uh, or any of your other systems in the landscape, your employees are going to feel that, right? So that employee experience, the user experience, I should say, really, is going to be, uh, it's just not going to be possible, right? And, and the employee shouldn't know that there are different systems at play, right? When they need to do something in the system, it should just do what they need it to do. Um, it should get them to the right answer, right? We talked about AI and ML helping with that. Uh, they shouldn't have to be experts and it shouldn't feel choppy and, and, and disparate. So, you know, it really is important that, that we understand that any solution that you're looking at needs to be very tightly integrated. You know, we say seamless integration. And what we mean by that is it shouldn't seem like two different pieces. It should all come together in a centralized way uh, and really drive a, a good a good quality user experience, you know, certainly on the front end, but it should allow that bi-directional movement of data. It should allow that real-time on-demand access uh, and really bring all those results together in, in, in a consolidated way that you can you can act upon and make some real decisions for. So um, yeah, there, there's a lot of work still to be done for a lot of firms. Um, and I think you can see that here that 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 they need to um, you know they need to be you know, looking at that and I and I think it's interesting because you know a lot of firms will will set off on, on on deploying a cloud system and and then start to look at payroll within about a year of that and I think it's very very critical that you look at the platform in terms of 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 all of the things that we've talked about but you need to really press hard on those integrations and they need to work they need to flow that data. Uh, and you need to be able to make sure that it is going to uh, it is going to support you in that way. And so, very critical piece that I think there's still a lot of work to be done on on, on both sides. Um, and 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 I you know I just love seeing that that people are thinking about it. So that's great. Well, the other the thing that I was I thought was interesting on this question, if I take the last two answers about they don't have mm -hmm. an HCM or it's weak or non-existence, that's almost 40%. So mm -hmm. as you mentioned, Pete, it it does have a, a lot of work to go. But it, it is so extremely powerful if you get use the HCM to the max. And so a lot of times I find someone's implemented something and they've done a great job in the US, but they, they didn't do global, right? So they left global out. And so you've lost that powerful tool that you spent a good sizable amount of money on and you're not using it to the max. So using those abilities, what are those items that that should be in the HCM that are outside the system? Can we can they be integrated in with the integration piece? And how you can make sure that you've got everything so you have a good you know system of record. So you have one system of record and you have good good controls over that. If we look at you know data privacy and all the security fraud and all those items that we have to in today's world we have to think about and look at. So it's, I think it's really very important to, to take a look at what what, what do you, is your HCM today? Can it do more than you're doing today? And does that involve you know reaching out to um, HR or IT to kind of build a plan or a project that you can get get more out of it because it's going to save you you long term. And I'm I'm also seeing um, some of our clients are taking their HCM, bringing it in, getting the payroll results. They they get their pay information but they're bringing that pay slip that's in that local country back into their HCM. So when we talk about that employee experience, they go one place, you know, me or my pay, and that my pay, when they click into that HCM, is really their, their pay slip from that. It could be from France, it could be from India, and they're able to see that. So that employee experience, when you go through um, orientation or you talk about something, or there's even a portal with information, all they need to do is click there Goes, um, I'm also seeing that with some tax forms and labor forms so that everybody has that experience and it kind of helps to, to build that you, no matter where you are in the world, we think about you as being important and you can go out and get your pay information. And I say 24-7, so you don't even have to go out to a portal or anything. It's right there for you. So yeah, I think we're going to see a, a lot with HCMs coming forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's still a number of firms. You'd be surprised. Very big firms who still have uh, a need to address core HR, right? Even even beyond, um, uh, you know, payroll, right? They, they need to figure out what they're going to do with their core HR. And some are still riding out past investments, which I, I don't think is going to be sustainable forever um, just because of some of the support models. But, you know, one of the other things I would just sort of emphasize and add on here, and it isn't exclusive to payroll necessarily, um, is just that, you know, any modern solution that you're going to invest in, it needs to be, and it should be, and they are being built um, with full extensibility, right? Deep extensibility, microservices architecture. And what that really means is, is it creates the 
connectability, if you will, the integration, the APIs to bring solutions together. And I, and I always kind of liken it back to my days as a solution architect in the outsourcing world, where every time we went to a major big, big company, right, typically your bigger ones, that the ones that had kind of grown from, from acquisitions or just, just large organizations, they would always have these databases, right, typically your Microsoft Access type databases. And, and there was one guy who would, or lady uh, who, 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 would, who would manage these things for the organization. And if they, you know, if they got hit by a train, you know, we couldn't pay our tips or we couldn't, you know, worry about some obscure deduction we need to run our business from payroll. And, and that is really going away because of extensibility and because of these integrations. And the reason is, is that, you know, look, your, your, your HR platform is not going to build everything for everyone, right? They're going to build most of what most firms need. But there are going to be those unique things that they that that organizations have in their business or in in, in their industry or or whatever uh, that they need to address, and that's where these integrations can really help and bring in uh, point solutions, if you will, within the ecosystem. Right? You hear a lot of the a lot of that from your from your bigger HCM platforms. They're building these integration ecosystems uh, to really fill white spaces and address these these unique needs uh, and solutions to kind of create a, I'll, I'll use the word custom, but a custom environment, a very flexible environment for that business to build the solution that meets their needs. And I think that, you know, that's the beauty of cloud and the, the extensibility of cloud is that it is allowing firms to really step back and look at it and say, hey, you know, I don't have to go, there is not a need to go to any one size fits all, right? The flexibility that's out there in aggregator models and in, 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 in all the different technologies that you can use can be connected together through these integrations and really bring it all together and have it flow and work well so that you have a very custom uh, or, or, or you know, flexible approach to your solution that meets your specific needs, um, but fundamentally can be trusted to move that data back and forth from system to system um, you know, and, and, and wherever it needs to go so that you can derive, what, as we've talked, the, the reliable on-demand information. So platform extensibility is really key to, to your decision-making when you're looking at a platform. Does it have the ability to connect to the things that you need um, and will it provide that data flow? And that, that's something that I think that uh, is super critical. It, it goes back to our very first question about having a global payroll platform. So you know you're not, as you mentioned, not everything's going to come in on the HCM, but where can you pull that other information? So when you have your global payroll platform, you have the all information that's related to payroll that you need to be able to do the calculations and the reporting and compliance piece. It's all in one place, but you can get it from multiple sources by using the integration and the automation yeah. that we have today and, and BI. So those are all things that we're going to see, and it really enhances uh, the existence that we have today. And I see in some aspects it helps us with the challenges that we have country over country because they're all going to be different, which is fine. We just have to yeah. accept that. And how do we get that information in? Because at the end of the day, you know, payroll people want to pay people correctly and then be 100% compliant. So really, we all know that and making sure that experience is wonderful. Yeah, so Eva, let's, move on. let's move on to the next question. Well, really, um, we don't really have a question, but we're on this slide, we're really talking about things for you to think about in your current model. So is your current model going to, to sustain you now and then into 2022 and into 2023? We all know changes are happening and um, what is what are the demands in your particular organization? Are you using a, a BPO, an aggregator model, looking at those uh, pieces? Do you have the right growth platform set up for the growth of, the, of what's going to happen. Kind of, are you also ready um, for the having remote workers work anywhere, being agile as, as Pete mentioned? And then how about managing it with multiple vendors? Do you have enough information in your payroll model to be able to set up SLAs, measure the performance, making sure that you're getting the value up from the vendor? And then I would also look at this as another about the reporting. So Pete, do you have anything that you might add or suggestion that we should think about when we look at um, doing that, I would say a health check on where we are today, as long as the year's ending, uh, and then going into 2022, what things would we want on our wish list um, as we move into 2022? Yeah, I, I think when you look at a sustainable payroll model, you know, the other thing you might want to just call out here would be just the scalability of it, right? It's ability to cover where you're, you know, where you're functioning and where you're headed, right? And I think that probably, you know, is it right? That's probably the third bullet. Is it right for a high growth 
company, right? And and is the platform and is the provider investing in that and and bringing about you know it's great if it does it meets your needs today, but is it going to meet your needs in the future, right? Is it, are they continuing to proliferate and invest and bring bring about more of these modern digital capabilities? So you know really don't don't just think about a snapshot of right now, right? Because if you're a high growth organization, you're clearly not going to be the same company today that you will be in in three years, five years, ten years. Um, you know, does that solution align to that path? Um, and I think that's that's where I would be, you know, pushing on as well, right? Is it scalable? Is it is it is it being invested in? Is it going to grow with me uh, as we go along? And and I think the you know all these things we've talked about today create a lot of that flexibility. And and, and that's the type of vendor that I think you want to be looking at the platform too that you want to be looking at is do do they provide you uh, uh, these next gen capabilities and are they progressing towards wherever you're sort of heading and 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 what you're looking to do? So you know that would be my other sort of advice. I would I would agree because we have different type of workers that we have today. You know, we have some workers that are are just working on assignments, or we have employee of record employees. We have shadow employees mm -hmm. that we need to report. So we have many pieces that can, can make it complex. But are we do, does our payroll model, our platform support all of those different types of things that are going to happen? Because it's not going to be standard. We're in a we're in a new era with many things happening. Yeah, absolutely. So, Eva, I'll let you go on to the next slide. So, Pete, do you want to take this one? The technology and the future of our payroll. What is it going to look like, or what? Do you, what are your your highlights on this? Yeah, well, we've hit on a lot of these things today, right? I mean, payroll technology for growth, right? You, you know, I just sort of touched, talked about this a little bit, right? You need to make sure that your solutions are are, are going to meet your needs long term. You know, bringing the harmonizing payroll operations to a single experience uh, to the front end user, but also to the back end, uh, you know, um, practitioner, right? It needs to be centralized. Again, we talked about a single platform, it's so critical. Um, to bringing it all together and, and harmonizing everything so that you can have that single source of truth, uh, single experience, single single cadence, if you will, for your payroll. So very, very, very important. Um, data first standardization. I would even say data first um, uh, or, or data driven model, right? You want a data driven organization. Everyone should be thinking that when they're buying solutions or investing. You know, how do we come and in, become an insights driven organization, right? You should be leveraging this rich, rich data um, that your that your organization has in payroll, um, and if you can't trust it and you can't access it and you can't really count on it, you you can't do that, right? So that, that you know, data first is a great great point. Um, you know, automation and integrations, we 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 really hammered this home. I hope um, really really understand the integration model and how your platform is going to work with your other platforms. Um, it doesn't really amount to anything if you if you have the best technology but it's not connected well. Uh, and connected is even an understatement. I would say deeply integrated, right? Deeply, deeply integrated to where it feels seamless to you uh, and the users is very, very critical. Um, and 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 I think you know there was there was a time, and I'm sure it happens across every every line of work, right? There's a there's a fear of automation, right? Is it going to replace my job? Is it going to is it going to change what I do? Yes, it will change what you do. But it's not going to replace the the practitioner because I believe that the practitioner you know is very very important right emotional intelligence will never a, a computer will never have that right and you need that analytic emotional sort of you know intelligence for to make good decisions about the data and about the information that's at hand but I think embracing that augmentation or, or that automation to to provide an augmentation if you will to the user is where payroll really ought to look at this and say, hey, this is a tool that can facilitate my organization going from being just a simple cost center to being a very strategic advisor on a different level um, and, and maybe even sitting at, sitting at the table as HR is making some of these decisions, helping the business make decisions uh, is going to be really key. And automation and you know digitalization is really, really going to help lend to that. You know, certainly you're reporting we go back to the data first. You can't do that if you don't have reliable data and you don't have access to real-time reports. You know, all of that is going to help drive better decision making, give more, uh, you know, uh, capability to your leadership, and again, deliver hopefully the agility that 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 you really need in order to operate in this very volatile world. Um, you know, COVID is not the last COVID that we're going to have. It, it might not be COVID next time. It may be something else. Um, or your business may, you know, you've got to be nimble and fast now in, in this world, right? And, and in the global economy, um, both to acquire talent, but also to grow your business. And I think that, you know, that reporting, having reliable data is going to be very, very essential as we've, as we've really hammered home, I hope, 
um, in, in being able to enable that. So, yeah. And, and certainly, you know, again, back to my, my point about flexibility, you know, being able to choose the vendors that make sense for your business, whether that's, you know, a, a handful or a number of them, uh, it's, it's going to depend on what your organization needs best for them and the ability to have a solution that can bring that all together to a central data point, uh, a central control center, as, as I like to call it, um, and scale with you as you grow uh, is going to be so 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 very important. And, and again, I, I just think that what what really you know is going to change payroll, the practitioner role, and the future of of what the payroll organization means to the company is going to all be predicated on the next generation solutions that they put into place uh, and how well they embrace them and change with them and and enable them to do what they can do to help payroll alleviate all that nonsensical manual work. We, you know, I, I can think back to when I was a payroll manager at a, a Fortune 50 company, it took us a week to run payroll, right, for 90,000 people. Now firms on these new systems are doing it in, in hours, right? And, and they're doing it highly reliable, less manual work, considerably less manual work, um, and, and it really is putting the practitioner in a much different position and taking that that rich talent that sits in payroll and using their expertise to be more value added, right? Be more value added in supporting projects, um, you know, all the things we've already kind of talked about, supporting HR and ultimately really giving the business a, a, a team of people that can help help them in making these decisions and make them right uh, compliance wise and employee experience wise and, um, you know, and just fundamentally get, giving personally, get, you know, fundamentally putting back more to the giving back more to the business than, 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 than they were in the past. So uh, I'm really excited for what it means for payroll. I, I really do get amped up about it because I've, I've lived it. You know, I've got the scars uh, and I know what it's like. And so I, I think the more you can embrace this, the, the, the future looks bright for payroll, you know, fundamentally now. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about the automation and the fear of, of your job and doing something different. Um, the world's changing every day, so we need to embrace that automation, how we can how we can better get that information, how we move forward with that. I know um, we've gone over a lot of items, and depending on where you are in that transformation journey, you may not be there yet, but I, I just challenge you to think about it. Where do you want to be for this next year? Who do you need to work with? Is it HR? Is it your IT teams? Talking to your manager and, and sharing what's out there and how you can move your, your organization forward. These don't have these transformations are where um, leading companies are, don't happen overnight. They've made the decision to get a good solid global platform, decided and looked at their, their processes, how they're gonna go through standardization. And a lot of it really is thinking about the employee and then your stakeholder engagement as we move forward. So those yeah. are those are kind of key to be successful. That's a great point. I, I love that you, you mentioned that about the transformation journey. Listen, firms, you know, just like kind of like personal progress when you're maybe at the gym or, or other goals that you have in your personal life, we're not all starting at the same, we're not all starting on the same base, right? You know, not every firm is starting their transformation on, on first base. They've got other work to do, right? And so, yes, I think, I think, you know, understanding that you don't have to bite it all off overnight. You don't have to compare yourself. You should benchmark yourself against your peers. Uh, in your industry and things. That's absolutely smart. That's an insight driven move. But don't feel you have to keep pace with someone else, right? You you really want to look at what is best for us, right? We, we as analysts get asked all the time, what's the best system, fill in the blank, HR, payroll, talent. And I always say, if anyone answers that question, it's probably wrong. You, you really need to look at what is best for you and move at the pace that is best for you. And the beauty of all of these great new technologies that are coming online and, and integrations is you can Put together the, the the solution that makes sense, um, and you can really address your specific needs and move at the pace that you need to move. Um, but you do need to move, right? You you can't expect that you're going to transform by buying a piece of technology and putting it in. That's not enough. You you have to you have to you have to uh, take on the diet, if you will, right? You have to change with it. And so because um, we see that a lot in our research, where you know, well, we put in this system, and but we're not getting, you know, we're not we're not seeing the results. Well, when you unpack it, you realize, well, you didn't adopt mobile, and you didn't do this, and you you didn't really utilize it. You just sort of bought it, and you just sort of put it there, but you didn't embrace it, and you didn't, you know, you didn't live with it. Um, and so I would say that that the transformation journey is not linear. Sometimes um, things are going to happen that you didn't expect: mergers, acquisitions, divestitures. Um, you know, COVID, right? Things happen that that we cannot foresee, and and so 
just know that that transformation journey, you know, can take time and, and, but stay steady to a plan, have a strategy. That's another issue I see a lot in global payroll. Firms will cut out on a, on a, on a, on a transformation with no strategy. I mean, where are you headed? You don't know. So, you know, really take a step back and understand what you need, where you're trying to get to, what the timeline is, what the investment is, and then start working on that as and when it makes sense for your business and bite off the pieces that you need to bite off at, as and when, depending upon where you are. And I, and I, and I think, you, you know, your firms will get there, but it isn't, you know, it does take time and it does take work and it takes change. Uh, and, and I would say that's something you don't want to skimp on is the change management. You know, when you're really looking at the organizational impact, of course, we're getting very HR now, but but the change management is a key piece that I think firms sleep on, don't have the capability for, uh, and often need help with. And that's something that you really need to think about, especially when you're touching the employee, right? You want to make sure that the change management piece of that is there. So, yeah, very, very, uh, I agree with you completely. Well, if you move on to the next slide, so I, I agree with the change management as we move on to the next slide. A lot of times it doesn't... The, Solution doesn't work because we didn't think about change management. Yeah. Or we didn't communicate it well. Didn't yeah. communicate it well. So interesting enough that um, both uh, Pete and I were at HR Tech about a month or so ago. We didn't meet each other there. Um, we didn't know each other were there. There was people there and listened to um, HR um, experts in the space, kind of projection of what's going to happen and, and really brought in some, some great information of really what's happening after COVID, what's happening now. And when I say now, it's really impactful of what's happening in our organization. Um, just things, um, we have a new term. We had the Great Depression many years ago, but now we have the Great Resonation. And um, listening um, at HR Tech, when we we see the number of people that have left their job, like 4 million in the U.S. left in August, that's a lot of people that have left positions. And when you when you get information like two-thirds of them didn't even have another job, right? So we've never seen that in our lifetime of this type of things happening. They had a clip at HR Tech about the woman in the workforce where they said they always had two jobs, but now they have three jobs trying to teach, you know, children to on the Zoom and, and try to manage that, do their job, manage everything they have to do with everything that's happened. Mentally, people are just burnt out. So where, where are we? So I think that the big focus, and I'll have Pete kind of um, share his insight. The big focus I got is really the employee experience. What is that employee experience? And what are we going to do about how they work, right? How agile are we going to be? Let them have a hybrid uh, work arrangement. It was interesting this week. I'm, I'm actually in Ireland this week. Um, and I was talking with one of our clients um, yesterday at dinner. And they were explaining, they told me that about a company that decided, you know, when everybody can go back to work, they were going to make everybody come back to the office, which, you know, that doesn't go over real well right now. And then all of a sudden, like, within you know three or four weeks they saw a lot of people resigning and they triggered it back to the fact that they weren't going to be flexible in how people are going to work and have kind of an agile work situation but these are all demands that we in payroll are going to be seeing as hr works with the organization to attract talent and it, it is we're seeing it in many different areas and i've seen it kind of now globally and i definitely have seen it in the u.s so Pete, I know that you're um, you're out talking to a lot of people too. What are you what are you seeing in this impact of these um, different things that are impacting us? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of wish we would have made this a graphic of that of of those. Uh, you ever see that person at the circus that has the plates on sticks and they got them all over their body and their plates are all spinning? <laughs> I, I think that's it's funny. It is, you know, but it, it's sort of what HR is doing now, right? They've got a lot of balls they're juggling and plates they're trying to keep spinning without breaking. And and this is just. The tip of the iceberg right these are just the latest trends it's not all the standard stuff that was already hard about hr if you will so yeah you know i think that, that there's a lot of things on you know when you look at this we've got what nine boxes on here all of them are in you know in some way payroll touches directly or indirectly some of these or is impacted by it so yeah i i think it's it's really really there's a lot to ha there's a lot happening there's a lot to worry about, and 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 some of these are even more magnified and amplified, if you will, if if you're in a certain industry or you're in a in a certain you know maybe country or, or state even. Um, so yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to deal with. But one thing that you that you kind of mentioned there, and I think it was something that I, I actually I, I won't steal uh, credit for it. There was an, an HR executive, uh, tech executive I was speaking to at HR Tech, that talked about that 
you know, and, and it's a word that you used earlier and just now is around flexibility, right? That is going to become whoever, the more flexibility you can offer and the greater flexibility that, a, that an employer can support is ultimately going to be the ones that win this war for talent, right? And, and is going to win in, in, the, in the future, you know, work, future, excuse me, the future of work, right? You really are going to have to be flexible as an organization to, to and edge agile, right? So to, to, to ebb and flow through these things um, and, and have the tools and have the capability, and again, the data to help you make good decisions. Um, and ultimately that flexibility is going to trickle down to payroll. Uh, it's going to trickle out, you know, work from anywhere is a, is a great example. It's, it's, gosh, it's the ultimate flexibility, right? I can go live anywhere and work wherever I want now because I'm remote, but that's great. But, but, the, but now an employer, a lot of employers are finding themselves as multi-country companies and they didn't, they didn't ever plan to be right. They, they only, you know, thought they'd only be in one, 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 uh, one country. And now they've got employees in three or four, or maybe just one. And they've got a global payroll, right? And so you've got to really be 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 looking at this, all of these things through the lens of how how is it going to impact payroll and how can payroll support them? You know, getting back to payroll being a trusted advisor, you know, all of this stuff is going to have an impact directly or indirectly, and they need to be able to come to the table with 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 the support to help the business stay flexible, stay nimble, and be able to be agile. Um, and and this is only nine, right? We there's more, and there are more coming, and these are changing, and they're going to be offshoots of things that come out of this, right? Um, so there's really a lot going on, uh, and now I think is the time that firms really need to be looking, stepping back, looking at their landscape through that lens and saying, how do we not only address these challenges and, and prepare for the next unforeseen things, the, the next COVID, the next whatever, um, and, and what tools do we need to future-proof our operations? And that, that's what I really think, and I hope people are going to take away from this. I think it, it gives us the call to action as Aoife gives us yeah. some questions that might have come in. So Aoife, I think go to the next slide. Do we have any questions for um, Pete and myself? Yeah, just one moment now. I will move through the controls of this system and have a look. Um, bear with me one moment. It definitely um, was eye-opening as you talk to other professionals at, at HR Tech, really that everyone's going through the, the challenge of what to do and you, you see it in every aspect and um, even to not being able to get higher employees and what the long lead time is for that. So there's a lot of impacts that are going on and it does impact payroll because at the end, um, I'm happy to have anybody work wherever they want, but I know my tax person or tax country will have some some demands later on in life that another oh, yeah. challenge for us to to focus on. But with automation and the information, it will make us our life at least we'll have the records and the information. Yeah, yeah, and the employees will be happier, right? It's a, it's a, it's a it's a benefit, if you will, mm -hmm. to the employee to be able to do that. So yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay, yeah, some, some excellent points discussed there. Um, okay, so we have a question about, um, I think we discussed it earlier, about um, on-demand pay capability. So will the on-demand pay capability trend continue or is it just a fad and will it pass eventually? eventually? Yeah, you want me to go first maybe, Mary? Yeah, you, go, you go first, Pete. Yeah, you know, look, it's not a fad and it's not going away. And and look, I will be the first to admit when I first heard about it five or so years ago, I recoiled a little bit, right? The payroll manager me was like, hold on, you know, next day deposits. What about controls? What about this? Just like most practitioners should and would. Um, but I think we have to we have to understand that these things are the types of modern solutions employees expect, right? We talk about on demand being critical. You know how how much do you see digital now in your in your payments, right? When you're out and about in your life. I was just in the JFK airport uh, two nights ago, coming back from from Greece, uh, and I remember I went up to one of the uh, quick serve uh, food companies. I won't name them, um, and I pulled out a twenty dollar bill to pay for my for my order. Uh, and the gentleman said, "We don't we don't accept cash." Um, and so you know it was like that was the first time I'd had someone say that to me in in a little while. But it but it's true, right? I mean. We're getting to where digital payments are the norm. You know, you go to your your local stores. Most, if not all, of them offer the touchless. Um, you can use your mobile phone. You know, your Apple Pay or your or your you know you touch your credit card now. They all do that. Um, you know, fundamentally, that is the expectation, right, for the employee, for the consumer, and it's spilling into uh, the workplace. And certainly, things like on-demand pay have created a, a, a number of financial wellness uh, results. Um, and I would even argue on-demand pay has and I've done some research myself. I've done some interviewing of clients that have used this and seen, looked into the impact um, of what they have uh, found as a result. 
um, and it's largely not really that payroll impacting. It is. There are great things that, that impacts payroll. It drives a lot of direct, more direct deposit. Um, but what it actually is doing is it creating talent impacts, right? Retention, recruiting, referrals, all of the things that employers are starving for and need in order to compete for talent today. Um, and so I think that, that, that yes, it is a, a bit of a stopgap in getting people away from these predatory loans, especially in the U.S., um, giving employees more, as we've talked about, empowerment over their wages. Um, you know, they've earned it. Why can't they have it? Uh, that stuff is not going away. And I think in certain industries, it's much more prevalent. Your high hourly, maybe um, lower wage workers really are expecting it. Um, and I don't think it's going to go away. But more importantly, what I think is important to understand is that the modern technology now, right, the, the, the centralized database, the continuous calculation, uh, the on-demand pay capabilities, it's really breaking down the traditional pay cycle and it's chipping away at that and making it arbitrary, right? Why are we paying monthly? Why are we asking employees to wait two weeks for their pay? Why can't we give it to them as and when? Um, and certainly there are controls in place to keep people from not abusing it or, or abusing it, uh, keep people for, or keep the company compliant and make sure tax deposits are made on time. Um, and fundamentally, I think it's it's just the way it's going, right? And you certainly, you have that underpin, all of that digital sort of adoption underpinned by now. C cryptocurrencies are really hot. Um, I don't think those are going away. Um, and so I think digital solutions, just as a standard across our lives, is going to be the norm. On demand is going to be the norm, right? If I can Uber, if I can buy a pair of shoes, if I can book a flight out of my pocket, why can't I see my paycheck? Why can't I pull some of my funds and pay my kids tuition? Why can't I do this, right? Why do I have to wait? And the reality of it is, is you have employees who will go work somewhere else because an employer can provide that. And so <clears throat> I think that you, we really need to understand that these digital capabilities are not going to leave. They are not a fad. Um, and while they have been slower, maybe in some countries outside of the U.S. Um, and faster in other areas, maybe in Asia Pac, for example, I know there's a lot of digital mandates um, it's not going away. And I think you're going to see it come faster and heavier and you really got to be ready for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Pete. Your, your first response is when I first heard it, we're going to do this, you know, kind of what, what would be the work on payroll? Once you kind of got over that hurdle and thought about it, um, it's, it's not, it's an advantage. It's kind of helps the employee experience yeah. and moving forward. And definitely in the, the global space, we're seeing more and more of that. I, I will say five years ago, I was in India talking um, with a group of payroll professionals. And one of the people there said, well, why can't we get paid today? And then we went through a whole big discussion and we saw both sides of the coin about, well, look at the extra work, what it's going to be. But the reality was it is coming. So are you prepared with um, what's happening? And it is something that we're going to have to be asked to offer, right? And to be competitive. It's once again, be competitive and provide services for our employees. Back to that flexibility too. Yeah. Yep. The, flex, the flexibility of, you know, if even if they, you know, sometimes people will say, well, why do they need their pay now when they have, you know, they've earned enough, you know, there shouldn't be a problem. They should be able to manage their money. That's not what the discussion is about. They want it now and, and just get get over that fact and move forward with it, I think yeah. is important sometimes. It's fundamentally the expectation, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually um, a question in, um, I know we're probably going over time, but someone has asked a question about on-demand pay. Um, would it be an issue in the UK with the way UK minimum wage legislation is written? I don't know if that... Yeah, that might be better better served for Mary, right? You're, you're the CEO. <laughs> more close to that but let me add let me just say we are seeing take off certainly everywhere yeah, but, I, but i would say yes you have some compliance uh challenges that will have to be uh thought through and i and i would say there are countries that are being much slower in adoption as a result i think belgium is one um and a couple of others where uh it might not even be culturally fitting right now but i think you're going to still see these 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 tools proliferate and come about so but i'll, I'll leave the compliance element to you mary yeah the the compliance thing is um even though we the person's asking for the pay that's already earned so i'm asking for my last week's pay today for what was already earned um that we still have to pay that person the minimum wage or the requirement for the job so we still have to be compliant there and then as as pete mentioned some countries um are a little bit slower on on boarding with that but definitely it's it, it's not a problem you're, the payroll people are going to pay per the requirements and you're not going to shortchange anybody um they've already earned the money so basically think if, if i was getting 10 euros uh, per hour 
then if I got that amount and I asked for that over the next the next week to be delivered, all you're doing is delivering my pay early. And of course, at the how these actually work, and sometimes I think that's the challenge, is they're asking for the pay early, you're making the payment to them, but at the end of their pay period, there's a true up between you know, what was owed to the tax agency and what you already got you as your advance. And surprise, you're gonna get a little bit less because you already got some of it early. So it's really, if you look at it through that process, and I think embracing it instead of, um, a lot of times, sometimes payroll people, the first thought is, wow, some more work for me. If we embrace what we're, or think about it, we can be a change agent and we can also support the business. So just looking at it from a different lens, and I, I did really have the, the same thought Pete had when it first came out is like, oh, just another thing to offer. Um, but after you start to think about it, there's so many benefits and it's people want it, but there is many people around the world that need the funds early. And why are we not giving it to them if they've already earned it? And yeah. in some cases that really impacts their family and their livelihood. So I look at it as as being a very good benefit that's out yeah. there. Yeah, remember flexibility and empowerment, right? Those are two. Right. This does exactly that. It's those. It's it's just another tool that you have to deliver more empowerment to the employees, more more support and flexibility, right? Remember that it's, yeah. it's key key to key to being competitive now. Yeah, we do. We do have quite a lot of questions. So what I will do is um, I will um, ask Mary and Pete to take a bit of time offline to answer those questions and get back to the individuals uh, personally with those answers um, because we've gone a bit over time. But um, I want to thank you both for those that excellent conversation, some really key um, points there about the importance of data, how it relates into employee experience and um, really good conversation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.